in a few days we will be celebrating the Feast of the Epiphany and bringing to a close the 12 days of Christmas. Normally the feast is celebrated on the 6th, though some, some places it's moved to the following Sunday. Epiphany is a Greek word meaning shining out or manifestation. And so we're celebrating the shining out of Jesus to the world at large beyond the chosen people. Because, of course, the Magi come from where some were probably Persia, but they're certainly, they don't belong to the Israelites. They're not part of the chosen people. And yet they, on this day, they are chosen to, to see God, to see the Christ, God made flesh, Jesus. So let us prepare ourselves to essentially try to put ourselves in their, in their shoes and to imagine their reaction prayerfully as we consider, consider this wonderful feast. The star, this miraculous star, clearly guides them to the precise place where the infant Jesus is lying in a crib or in the arms of Our Lady. And we're told in the Gospel that they were overjoyed at seeing the star and they entered the house. They saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Now, of course, they find a real baby, perhaps bawling his eyes out in nappies, which are real and need real regular changing. Did they expect this? It's hard to know. There's a, a line written by somebody which says about the feast, Today the Magi find crying in the crib him whom they sought shining in the stars. Today the Magi clearly find him in nappies, him they sought in the heavenly bodies. So there must have been some kind of shock for them, because it is true, they, they discovered in some way the Messiah shining in the stars, in the, the movements, or whatever it was, of the heavenly bodies up there in the, the great expanse of the universe. But what they find seems so different. A baby crying in a crib. A baby in nappies. Now, they still do that very special act of adoration, which is the prostration. It's a very particular word used for that in the gospel. In fact, proskinesis, which is this real prostration as before a god. But not only do they do that, it's impossible that they would not also have picked him up in their arms. They've come so far. And again, of course, the first thing they do is that proskinesis, lying down, totally humbling themselves, lying down prostrate before the child. And yet, then soon afterwards, maybe to their delight, our lady says, well, look, you can also pick him up, hold him in your arms. Thank you for the proskinesis, but also take him in your arms. Now, this teaches us something about our own relationship with God, because sometimes we expect God to be, well, infinite perfection, something vast, something distant. You could say coldly beautiful, but still cold. Someone be, before whom we do homage because we are mere creatures, and he certainly is the creator. And we think, of course, we need him, but we don't for a moment think he needs us. But this is the great lesson of the Epiphany and Christmas at large, 
the whole period is teaching us that no longer can we think of God only in those distant terms. We have to be amazed, like the Magi just simply must have been amazed, that they found certainly this was God, God that they sought shining in the stars and the heavenly bodies, God before whom they do their proskynesis, but is also a tiny infant who needs their warmth, their gifts, their affection. And so what we see is that God has made himself need us, you and me, your warmth, your gifts, your affection. It's quite amazing when we think of it in those terms that certainly God is God and God is all those things. But it's very hard to love something so distant, so, in a sense, so perfect. One of the words or the terms that we use for for God in philosophy is the unmoved mover. He moves all things, but he himself is not moved by anything else. But it almost sums up also how distant that is, how almost unlovable that would be. Just sheer infinite being. But what God shows us himself to be is an infant. Also, he is those things. He is the unmoved mover, sure. He is infinite being. But it's very hard to love with all a heart the unmoved mover. It is not hard to love a little baby in a crib, a little baby in nappies. And this infant, this tiny little baby, wins over our hearts. So let us, let's be shocked like the Magi, surprised, obviously delighted. We were told in the gospel they were delighted. They were overjoyed when they come to the house. Well, let, let us also be similarly overjoyed that God, you have become a little infant, a little baby who needs my warmth, who needs my gifts, who needs my affection. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.